0: We have failed to uphold Brannigan's law. However, I did make it with a hot alien babe. And in the end, is that not what man has dreamt of since first he looked up at the stars? Kiff, I'm asking you a question.
1: Ugh.
0: Welcome to the world of tomorrow!
1: Yes, welcome back to Two Bad Neighbors, a Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast, hosted by an ageless immortal and a robot <laughs> man. I'm one of your hosts, wow. Greg Bot 1.3. Uh,
0: I'm your other host, Alan Beyond Time. <laughs>
1: Uh, the, and, <laughs> i didn't prepare for that and one of the great things about uh futurama is that it has a pretty uh extensive and deep mythology mm. one thing that we will uh build in our own podcast that's right is an extensive and deep mythology as as is uh as is
0: tradition with uh many great podcasts mm-hmm. out there yep absolutely so that you know it's it's a way to ensure that anyone jumping into a podcast in the middle will be completely lost mm-hmm. and therefore never return exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so separates is- the
1: day ones from the nevers <laughs> yeah, that's well, why you always got to start at the beginning, baby yeah um otherwise, how would you know what we were talking about when we referenced the um chalk couchboard gags <laughs> that's true last episode. Uh, we haven't talked. True. We about did about talk it, about it last episode. We haven't
0: talked about it for years. No, no. And why would we? <laughs> no, no reason. <laughs> no reason. To. Um, so far, I mean, I will say so far, um, with Futurama, their quote-unquote chalkboard gags, their little thing at the beginning when it shows the title. Yeah. Um, I like those a lot better than Bart's. Uh, Scrawls on the chalkboard
1: Yeah I mean On average These ones have been like Fun so far By the way This episode is also presented In Brain Control Where we're available We're available yeah
0: So you know Check your local If you're
1: listening to us On Dolby Atmos Or Lossless Formats Then we own your brain now Ah thank you Nom 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 (laughs) (laughs) I eat them That's how I stay Stay alive so long Thank you Apple Podcasts (laughs) Did you know you can do that now? What? You can listen to Not the brain control thing (laughs) Um, yet. Anyway, right, yeah, it's coming. We don't have the, uh, the Enigma machine yet. <laughs> or what? what is that? The, the Edward Enigma machine? The Edward Enigma box <laughs> that they, that he puts on the, right. the control the brainwaves and it's a blender, right? Oh my God. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> what a weird movie that is. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a
0: silly movie. Batman Forever. Yeah. Uh, maybe... Worst Batman? No. Uh, no. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, Batman and Robin is the worst Botman. Uh, b- bot Botman. Botman. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing great today. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. My least favorite Botman is Botman and Botbin. <laughs> I think I have a bug. Bot-man. I think I have a bug in yeah. my bot.
0: Yeah. I think you got to get upgraded again. What, uh, what version are you at 1.3. Days?
1: 1.3? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're getting there. 1.3x. Oh, oh my. It's because after 10 o'clock it gets a little blue. All right. (laughs) Um, We're recording in the afternoon, so it's okay. We sure are.
0: And so it won't get blue at all. Yeah. Um, We'll be very good boys. Yep. Uh, We are just
1: the two of us today. Yeah. uh, When we do podcast episodes that are just the two of us, you can maybe expect some more listener mail. Oh yeah. Because we've got a bunch and I'd that's love true. and I'd love to do that. Good thinking, Greg. Hey, thanks. Sometimes <laughs> I have a good idea when I'm uh when when I have a new upgrade.
0: Yes, that usually only then.
1: Uh, it usually means I have extra RAM so I have more mm. memory. Mm. That's what uh RAM means. RAM. Random Ram-a-lam-a. access memories. ram Ramalama ding dong. <laughs>
0: um yes, yeah, so let's dive into the mailbag, shall we? Do you want to a- do that
1: or do you want to say how you've been first? Oh I don't know. Now you've confused me. Well, I mean, I don't know how much you want to say about how you've been Mm. because I know you've been good. (laughs) Well, I've been busy, yeah, but I've been good. Yeah, um,
0: I I saw your show last night. You did, yeah, you did. That was fun,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, How did you feel about having your family? I was really nervous, (laughs) I was really nervous up there, um, for, for that. It felt like an opening. Mm. Uh 'cause my, my parents haven't seen me perform in over two years now. Wow, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um and I think probably the same for Allie. Yeah. Like I don't think she's seen me perform. I'm trying to think of the last thing I saw you perform in. It was probably music. Like a fellow. Yeah, like, like I've seen like you a... do
0: music quite a bit, arguably, comparatively. Like, yeah. Um but a lot of your shows that you've been doing, you know, pre pandemic and you know, post, um, are either out of town, <laughs> so mm-hmm. makes it harder for me, mm-hmm. uh, or are
1: like the Heritage Park thing where it's more of a roaming... And it's during the day. It's during the day. And you're working. <laughs> or in school. Or you got stuff going on, or like the two-story outhouse wasn't open, so what was the point? Yeah, why in, would I even get him going? Um, <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, we have a fun <laughs> we have a fun email with that. We
0: sure do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw your show, uh, I just started a new job mm-hmm. at uh, Spark. it's very, I mean it's just an associate, you know, uh, part-time, hourly, seasonal, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just because it's, you know, between semesters I needed something to yeah. have a little bit more income coming in, because otherwise I would die, probably.
1: <laughs> That's what happens without money. That's yeah. right,
0: yeah, we live in a capitalist world. Yeah. Um but it's been good. Uh but yeah, just because of that and school is starting to, you know, end. Yeah. And so just a lot of big projects and stuff. have been very busy. Also, a big reason why, I'm sure listeners know, we didn't have an episode last week.
1: <laughs> yeah. It just kind of happened that yeah. way.
0: Greg's doing his show most days, yeah, and I'm doing other things other days. <laughs> and I
1: was working on Artemis this morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're doing this. Later. Later in the day. Later. It's it's been a it's been busy for both of us. Busy yeah, times. which is good. Yeah. You know. I I'm like not it complaining. Yeah, it's, it's it's nice. Just... It's a it's a familiar feeling. Like, cause during pandemic, we were really good about doing an episode a week. Oh yeah. And it was like one of those things it's like what else are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> what what else is is there? It's like every time we would do an episode, it was kind of like, okay, there's some normalcy in our lives. And it we've We still have this, yeah, at the very least, and yeah. at the very least we can we only did a few remotely, true, yes, whereas yeah. so many other podcasts had to like go full remote for yeah. so long, I thought we were a little special. We that were way. you know what?
0: we were very special, in I mean, fact, I would say the most special, oh wow, <laughs> yeah of any podcasts out there, which I think there's only ten right?
1: Ten podcasts, yeah, 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 absolutely. I could name them all right now if you want, please, okay. This one, obviously, of course, yeah. Two bad neighbors uh-huh. in the thirty first century, yep. and um, two bad neighbors, OG. <laughs> sure, I I forgot we count both as yeah <laughs> as separate entities. Yeah, they're the so that's two. That's two uh, out of the the Cinnavals, Cinnavals, of course, That's three. It just came back. Yeah, um, blank check, blank check. Great yeah. podcast. Uh, if I were you, with Jake and Amir, okay. <laughs> uh- Starting to lose me. <laughs> uh, Comedy Bang Bang. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Was, he invented podcast. It was the only podcast right. for Initially. a really long yeah. time. Yeah, and then of course you know um, Paul F. Tompkins comes in and is like just th- 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 freedom. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Super Ego, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then uh, three black halflings.
0: Yeah, that's that's all of them. That's it. So good, good work. <laughs> Um we'd like to give a special thank you to all of the other podcasts uh all 8 of them uh, yeah. as as they've all been great supports to us uh, you know we're like a little community because we're so there's so few of us yeah
1: so it's really nice um <laughs> Anyway, uh, I should have just said the celebrity ones, the <laughs> ones that really annoy me. Like, um, like the one of the most annoying podcasts I come across is like the Office Ladies or Smartless. Sure, you know which one's Smartless. Smartless is uh, Jason Bateman and um, Will Arnett, mm. and I'm like, you guys don't need yeah, a what podcast. Are you doing? Get out of here. You got shows and movies. Yeah. You're doing fine, Bateman. You're a movie star, or kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, you. You're on. You're Oz- definitely.
0: It's. You're on the Ozark. The world is a, show, a show
1: that my parents
0: like. Yeah. The <laughs> world is trying to make you a movie star. Yeah. For, uh, seventeen years now. Yeah. Still trying. <laughs> Still trying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, more if you, uh, arguably if you count like Teen Wolf two and his early, child stuff. Oh, Jeepers! I you didn't know he was even, Teen Wolf two. I didn't
1: know he was Teen Wolf two.
0: Yeah, I knew there was Teen Wolf too. I've definitely yeah, even they seen. They're like, it. we can't get MJ Fox back. So, Jason Bateman
1: was it a was it a long delayed sequel? Or I don't think so.
0: I think no. it was pretty. But I mean, I could look it up. But because uh, I, mean, yeah, I, I never actually watched it, <laughs> I just I know, know he's the
1: he's the the titular Teen Wolf. I know Michael J. Fox made that movie to make a movie. Oh yeah, it was one of those things, right? Where it's like, like, I'll do this. so that I will you can... do this so that I'm like not just the family ties guy, right? Right. And was, or, it, was it before Back to the Future? Or must have been. It was. Yeah. yeah it that was. Made him a movie star. It was literally. It was filmed right before Back to the Future, and he was in Teen Wolf and Back to the Future. They were in the same year. Same year. And 85. He was in like the top one. Like he was in two of the top five grossing movies of the of 1985. Yeah, and then. The year he of he Michael movie J. Fox, star. yeah, and Anointed, yeah, movie immediately, star. Yeah. yeah, and he's great. I love Michael. Oh, J. Fox. he's
0: he's the best. Um, obviously, his health stuff is what prevented him from continuing to be yeah. that movie star that we all knew in the '90s, uh, late '80s and '90s. Because um, yeah, I do remember. I'm sure most people have the same. Who grew up in the same era as us, but where i was like what happened to michael j fox cuz he mm-hmm. wasn't really public with it with his parkinsons for a while right until he was until he was yeah. very public cuz yeah. he was like i like this is an important thing to to talk about but i just remember being like what happened he's like one of my favorite actors and yeah, yeah it was uh, unfortunate um but he's still awesome and uh, if you've seen his curb episode you can you know that he's also got a great sense of humor
1: about he's it he's so and funny he's great yeah. i love him um have you ever did, have you ever, did you ever get into spin city his his four seasons i on tried spin city? to
0: um Yeah, I think I've only watched like a few episodes here and there. It was one of those shows that I always heard was really good, and I'd see it on TV every so often, and I'd enjoy it, but uh, I think in the era of buying box sets on DVD, I never never got that one, and was it it released, do you remember, on DVD? Spin City? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I couldn't remember if it was just like, I couldn't find it, or just didn't end up trying it, but... But yeah, because it's got him. It's got like um, <laughs> Barry Barry Boswick, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, Connie Britton, Connie Britton, yeah. Like the, I, I just remember seeing like a, a lot of names that at the time I didn't know, but now Jennifer I Esposito,
1: know. <laughs> right? Alan
0: Ruck, Alan Ruck, right? <laughs> Wait, are Barry Boswick and Alan Ruck both on that mo- on yeah, that show? Yes. Okay, because I always confuse those two. <laughs> oh really.
1: I could see I can see it now specifically yeah. because yeah. Uh, they both age into a yeah, similar <laughs> on on succession ruck has real bostwick energy.
0: <laughs> Did you watch last night's episode?
1: Um I I watched last week's episode okay. last night and I yeah. will watch I'll watch it when I get to it. Uh last week's episode was the president when they were picking the president and that was very fun. <laughs> very fun and sad and uh, accurate.
0: How, hey isn't it weird how the world works? Um, this episode is all about Kendall's birthday party. Oh, it's very good. Super. That's that's going to be great. And uh, for those that are watching Succession, all I'm going to say is, I, I don't think Kendall's doing okay. No, he's not. No, <laughs> no. he's a. I don't know if he ever has been. No, he's a fucking mess. <laughs> but I love him um, as a character. All right. Um, what was I going to say?
1: Oh, I wanted to say more about Michael J. Fox. Yes, please. Um, on his Spin City run... If you get a chance to watch it, I highly recommend it. He he pushed it to 100 episodes, mm. specific in four seasons, which usually doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. Specifically because of his Parkinson's, he wanted the cast to be taken care of and in syndication. Mm. Because if you get to 100 in the 90s, you got your That's syndication. The, yeah, yeah. Um, so he wanted that to happen because the Charlie Sheen Heather Locklear thing wasn't a lock, as it were. They weren't definitely going to do that, because in the final two seasons, they move it to L.A. They move the production to L.A., and Charlie Sheen and Heather Locklear uh, do the next two seasons. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think she actually might be. No, no. Um, Charlie Sheen plays a new character um, who literally replaces Michael J. Fox's character. Um, And they're not good. (laughs) they're the like they they try their best but it's not great one of the things that it really really misses is michael j fox's physicality Mm. because he's such a small man on these sets he gets to move in these really fun ways that like you can see him doing like a flip like there's a there's a scene. He's a he's like he he's preparing to to have sex with someone, mm-hmm. and he does a he does a flip over the bed and takes his pants off in midair. Nice, <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> and, and very charming and very funny. Um, and he's got like the Calvin Klein like pink underwear. On. Ah, a reference. Yeah, and um, o- oftentimes in like the seasons three and four, you'll see him in, like. Most of the time in wide shots, having his hands in his pockets mm-hmm. because he's hiding it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think on uh, even during uh maybe Back to the Future 3? Back to the Future 3 is where he f- starts to find out about it. Yeah. So because think- he has an injury while they're doing the hanging. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just guys, don't do it. <laughs> like, that's what happened to Brendan Fraser, right? right. Um Don't hang your actors. <laughs> please please don't try not to please also be careful with guns on set yeah. all right uh, please uh <laughs> and it he went to the hospital and that's where he found out oh, okay about it
0: cuz yeah i i remember reading that yeah he was he was he was trying to hide it and that's also why he does a lot of physicality because yeah. the more physical he is the less obvious it is that he's you know got at the time minor shakes yeah um, he's yeah.
1: so young when yeah. he like back oh, to the man. future 3 he's like 30
0: yeah that, oh that's crazy and he's still he's still kicking yeah. We love him. Yeah, um, Michael J. Fox is great. Alan Ruck is great. <laughs> this episode was great. <laughs> great transition. <laughs> I was trying to find it. Um, <laughs> this episode was great, uh, but we do want to do Mailbag Absolutely, we do. So let's dive in. Um, we got a uh, lovely message from Sam. Yeah. Um, uh, the subject is it's bringing love. Don't let it get away. Break its legs. <laughs> uh, dear bad neighbors, the robot's name is Greg. I don't know the name of the man. I know I'm super late, but I just wanted to say congr- <laughs> I just want to say congratulations on completing your Simpsons podcast. I've been listening to you since the first real Jim's podcast, and I'm a big fan. I know the Simpsons seasons one through ten by heart, but I'm not as familiar with Futurama, so this time I'm following along with you. I uh, grew up with The Simpsons, but was born in '95, so I saw most of the golden years through reruns. My most prized possession is my collection of The Simpsons seasons one through fifteen DVDs. Even though eleven through fifteen really suck, because they <laughs> encapsulate the entirety of the episodes I watched with my family until we gave up. We finally gave up on the show. My family is Christian, but my parents didn't think that The Simpsons was a bad influence. The only episodes that we avoided were ones revolving around sex, i.e. natural-born kissers, and ones that depict God in some way, i.e. Simpsons Bible stories. That's that's fine. That episode sucks. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I think that the later seasons had better writing, season five is my favorite because of all the Burns, Skinner, and Bart-centric episodes. Favorite episode is Burns' air, mainly for the interactions between, between Bart and Burns and the contrast between them. Bart's Nightmare was the first game that I ever owned. Ah, there you go. And probably for nostalgic reasons it is one of my favorite snes games it's really weird and obtuse but that's part of the charm uh i have much less history with futurama i've seen most of the episodes from season one a couple of times but we never watched the show consistently it's been forever since then, so i'm looking forward to seeing them again episodes one and two have been great so far in conclusion hashtag bought great hashtag probot <laughs> sincerely sam in maryland uh p.s i loved your simpsons BBQ. i'm hoping to do my own someday which I recommend. That's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's and a good time. And you can, time. you know, obviously there's of the ones we did on ours. Uh, it's only a fraction of what you could yeah. come up with in terms of
1: Simpsons themed food and drink. Um, you could really lean into it, like the the TB the the BBQ is something that you could yourself just take from Lisa the vegetarian. Yep. and just do a BBQ. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the extra B is for BYOBB. What's that actually for? It's a type of oopsie. <laughs> it's never not funny. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's just really funny. It's also
0: funny. it like it's a different joke, but it because it's the same letter, it also reminds me of one 800 Doctorb.
1: Yes. <laughs> the B is for bargain. <laughs> Doctorb. Someone with the letter B. Yeah. It's very funny. It's a funny it's a funny it's a letter. letter. Like yeah. how it's like superfluous at the end of Lamb. <laughs> Or climb, or climb, yeah. Or um,
0: there's more. <laughs> I <thinking> Lim- <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought of "damn," and I'm like, "Wait a minute! Wait, <laughs> that doesn't have a B Hang at the on. end. <laughs> it has a superfluous end. It sure does." Um. All right. Uh. Next, we have another message from Max. Uh, from Quebec Oh yes Très bien um, Hi there Greg Botton. and Alan It's your sole listener from Quebec uh, Chime in again to congratulate you on your new podcast I mean the I hope not is here. I hope not too But also people gotta write in so we know That's true yeah. You know. Yeah. Otherwise we're gonna assume uh, Max is the only listener in Quebec Yeah let us know if he's wrong <laughs> <laughs> That's right um, Sadly French has become a dead language apparently uh, I guess Bill 101 didn't save us after all.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, there's some <laughs> Canadian law joke. Some, for some,
1: some very fun 1980s Canadian politicking. But <laughs> we repatriated the Constitution. <laughs> Quebec stuck with their language law, Bill 101. That's right. <laughs>
0: Um, I've been waiting for this ever since your victory lap, and it was worth the wait. I even re-watched the earlier seasons with my girlfriend to prepare for this. I won't ramble so much as the last time I wrote in. Don't worry. Frankly, there's nothing really noteworthy about the adapt uh, the adaptation of Futurama in Quebec compared to The Simpsons. Uh, for long-time listeners, uh, you might remember, Max is the one who told us about the, the dubbing uh, of the French version of... The Simpsons in Quebec. Uh, the dubbing we got was the same they used in France, but that didn't stop the show from being very popular. On a side note, uh, I was very pleased to learn that last season that you're both Habs fans, and for different reasons too. I genuinely didn't see that one coming. Also, on a cider note, I loved your praise of Denis Villeneuve in your most recent Patreon release. Mm. I don't know how similar the sentiment is elsewhere in Canada, but he's the pride of the people here in Quebec. He's a real master of his craft. I have always always have a warm feeling when it is recognized internationally. Félicitations encore. Uh, Max...
1: Thank you, Max, and uh, Denis Villeneuve rules. Yeah, he rules. Um, I I think it's pretty well established across the country. Like, if you like, if if you like cinema, and you're Canadian. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking cinema. You not movies? No, come on, man. (laughs) You you know the. like well, if you if you like movies, you you know Denny Villeneuve is Canadian, and yeah. if if you're Canadian, and you're like cool, that's cool. I like that. It's kind of like when I found out Cronenberg was Canadian. Oh yeah. yeah, I was like, he made History of Violence in in <laughs> Ontario. Cool, that's rad. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's,
0: <clears throat> I'm sure it's a it's an interesting thing because. A lot of Hollywood, Mm. for lack of a better, you know, movie making in the States is made up of people from all over the world, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, there is a certain sense of pride that Canadians have with ones that are Canadian specifically. Mm -hmm. And maybe because it's often less obvious, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, that they're from a different country because Canada and U.S. are often so... Well, unless they're Quebecois. Unless they're Quebecois. Like Denny. Right, right. But you know what? I, I'm talking like when I was a lad and when I discovered like Jim Carrey was Canadian, for example. Oh, yeah. He was like one of my favorite comedy stars at the yeah. time. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Maybe right. I'll be a Jim Carrey one day. Or when you've discovered Michael J. Fox was Canadian. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's there's ones that you're like, oh, it's too bad they're Canadian. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Denis Villeneuve, I think especially now... Um, is Dune his biggest hit?
1: <laughs> it has it to. be. It must be right. It has to be, and it's which his, is unfortunate because yeah. all
0: of his movies. I actually, I think Dune's like on the lower end of his movies, and that doesn't. That's not saying Dune is bad. No, it's but just, I just love his other movies so much. Like if, Arrival, if anything,
1: it's a praise of all of his well, other. That's what movies. I mean. Right? Like Arrival
0: and Blade Runner specifically, I think are two masterpieces.
1: I just rewatched Prisoners. Yeah,
0: I lo- I love Prisoners. It's a tougher watch for me because it's just so bleak. But yeah, yeah
1: and i have to i have to put it above arrival oh really and honestly i'm kind of there with you like for me arrival doesn't hit me as hard as as dune does cuz i just love i love that world right I love you love it the so story much. already yeah so like but blade runner 2049 is just like fuck man that's
0: so good it, doesn't really get better than that
1: no and, and it's
0: like probably his least money-making movie. yes by <laughs> uh, if, if anything it,
1: it lost the most yeah. money
0: which is such so, such a such an unfortunate guys if, uh, folks if you're out there and you have not watched Blade Runner 2049 even if you've never seen the original Blade Runner like watch it yeah watch it it's I great. mean you should watch the original Blade Runner also also a very good movie for different reasons mm-hmm. but I just think I think 2049 does stand on its own yep uh and is just one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen yep um both visually and thematically. Yep. Um the ending makes me cry. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And uh, I mean if you listen to our Patreon we talked at length about Dune that was the biggest biggest problem I had with Dune is like it just didn't stir any emotions it in me. It was a little too icy. Yeah, and yeah. and I I get a lot of reasoning behind it like with the world and like the sci-fi aspect of it and
1: stuff but that was just what I was what I really wanted because I knew Denis could do it. Yeah. Um but yeah. Cause he does it in Blade Runner which is a which is a sequel to a movie that is very icy. Yeah. Like and and I think a lot some... of that
0: movie is icy. Yeah. Like the I would say like the first two thirds of it are very icy by design, mm-hmm. and that's why I think the ending like hits me better. And who knows, maybe part two of Dune, because Again, yeah. uh, arguably you yeah. know it's not finished. The story's not done yet, yeah. <laughs> so maybe in part two it'll it the emotions will hit me and that'll be great. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Habs. Oh yeah, we should talk about the Habs. Uh, this is a bummer. Yeah, what, a s- <laughs> what a what a sad. Sad
1: uh, season comparatively. Uh, this so is, far, this is a real this is a real bummer, guys. Um, I, I watch Habs highlights every single time they play, and I've not been happy very often. Um, it's usually a chance for me to see uh, great players like Ovechkin and Crosby pad their stats. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, just just. just Eaten the Habs lunch. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. Um, they did win their last game though. Good for them. Against Pittsburgh. Oh, that's right. Yes. Good. So that's good. Um, six. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is also <laughs> not doing great. Yeah. I think Crosby's got like one one goal. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He's got a couple assists though. But definitely, I definitely one wrong.
0: of them was definitely against the Habs. Yes, and not the recent game either. I think it was a earlier one. Yes, that would have where, they, been where his, they got shut out. That um, would have been
1: his first goal of the season because I remember his first goal was the game winning goal, and it was against the Habs. And it's I was bummed by that. Uh, <laughs> but here it was this the game winning goal. However, I will say it was also the first goal yes. of the game <laughs> because
0: again they got shut
1: out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is this is something that happens in hockey. In the NHL, after a team goes on a what some might call a miracle run mm. to the Stanley Cup, yep. um, they get completely exhausted, and especially they put all those, the gas in, yeah, yeah. And they came up just short, and especially because the season started sooner, right, than it normally right, right, would right. in this weird world we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes out that Weber's not returning. Not not an indefinite timeline. Just don't expect him to return. He's unofficially retired. Yes, they've lost their captain. They've lost their captain and, and their, their main their big, defensive presence. Their greatest defenseman. Yeah, um, their and leadership. Like yeah. then, and then, yeah, and then, <laughs> Carey Price says. He's not starting he, the season. He's going. He's going to get into the, player assistance. Yeah, the help that he needs, which I applaud him for. Yeah. but I miss him so much. Yeah. Um, if he never plays again, okay. I hope he comes back and and puts on a clinic and. But it really shows the absolute lack of any plan outside of outside of these two. Yeah, that they had, because when you when you look at their run, and tell me if you agree with me on this, when you look at their run in the last Stanley Cup run that they made, it was we need to score a goal, then we need to score another one, (laughs) and then we clamp down. Yeah, we stop them. Yeah, (laughs) then then it's like Weber, you and your D line, shut them down. Shut them down. Put them to the side so Carey Price can stop the shots that get through. Yeah, and it was like as soon as they got the lead, it was over. Yeah, because they were so they were so good defensively, brilliant defensively, and they (laughs) lose their captain and their their starter goalie, goalie. and then Jake Allen goes down with an injury, and then they bring up two guys. (laughs) And it they was, send Cole Caulfield down uh, to the
0: minors. Heartbreaking. Your son. You might one of my sons. Yes, Suzuki's still killing it. Yes, he is. Um, yeah, my other son. As
1: much as you can. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I think that's the biggest bummer for me was that the the run last year uh, to the finals was obviously great and a lot of fun, and I was never expecting them to win the cup. Which was, was why every game was such a Exactly. Gift. Why it was, it was great gift. every time they won and every time they got closer and closer, and then, you know, uh the Lightning were just insane. Yeah. And, they, and we knew it going in, we're like, that's gonna be their hardest challenge, yeah. obviously, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And, uh, and, everything, and
1: it everything's kind of pointing to a repeat again. Right. Yeah. Because the lightning are still, still great Still doing
0: very well. Yeah.
1: Uh <laughs> but but the the main thing I took
0: away last year was I think they have established a really great uh, base of young and old players that will complement each other well. You got your Suzukis, your Caulfields, and uh, you know, uh, oh, who was the other mm-hmm. Um, You know, like you got the the younger set who are coming in. Rearing to go, uh, hot hot hands, and then you got like your Webers and your Prices and and Gallagher Gallagher and um, uh, Petrie, you know, like yeah. all these these veterans who know the game and can provide that leadership for these young guys. And I was like, you know what, I think next year might be their year because of that. And then you know all this unfortunate shit happened. Uh and trade with away, and they trade away Perry, trade away Perry, yeah. Right. And so it's just like it's a bummer how uh, how much they're um, you know struggling this season, but. A Lot of season to go. Yeah. Eighty two games really, is not short. It's it's happened before where a team is, you know, doing really poorly at the start of the season. They they go on a run. Yeah. Arguably even last year. Like they weren't they weren't they barely made it. Yeah, to the they barely made it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it it's uh, keep hope alive. My All friends. you need is one point higher than ninth. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and yeah, hopefully Price is back soon, um, but also hopefully he, uh, gets the help that he needs in, I mean, and is healthy and happy. Take because, until Christmas, bud. Yeah, man. If you need it. Um, that's, uh, that's Hockey Talk. That's Hockey Talk. Thanks, Max. Thank you. We have a message from Thomas. Uh, hey fellas, I know it's been a little while since this episode aired, but just needed to let you know that my favorite part of the TBNies episode was the fact that every time one of you said the phrase TBNies... My brain would con- consistently hear TV Emmys <laughs> as if someone were referring to an award show as the movie Oscars or the music Grammys. <laughs> but really, who wants a Grammy, anyways? Uh, anyway, that's the main thing I wanted to share with you guys. I found it amusing. I found it amusing. I hope you do too. Thanks for everything you guys do for the podcast. I've had a great time discovering TBN over the past year and going back to listen to all the past episodes. Camille and Ife are probably my favorite guests so far. You can have them battle it out via physical combat if there needs to be a true superior. Although, to be fair, I discovered you guys through the real Gyms or the legitimate Gym James, as I like to call him. Uh, so perhaps he's the real winner here. Uh, nonsense aside. Thanks again, your pal Tom, uh, from Westland michigan i think am i do you know michigan okay yeah my apologies i'm not great at the state abbreviations because yeah. sometimes like because missouri also could be mi right because sometimes MO. they do yeah but that could be montana
1: that's mt okay <laughs> but you see my confusion i do yeah yeah, yeah. because montana sometimes could also do... be ma but right. we all know that's maryland that's <laughs> wait is it yes You forgot about Maryland, didn't you? (laughs) I did forget about Maryland. I thought it was like M-Y or something. I don't know. Why would it be M-Y? I don't know. Mary? No, I get you, but why would it be that?
0: (laughs) To differentiate from the other ones. Yeah,
1: but that's silly. Because no
0: other M state has Y in it. Exactly. So it would be, uh, seems an obvious choice
1: to me. I think we're saying the same thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, not like Canada where all our provinces are very unique. Yep, makes perfect sense. So it's all it's all very easy to remember
1: and um, only one of them well i mean i guess i'll also be cold
0: in the dead dead ground dead in the cold cold ground before i recognize missouri um so- <laughs> anyway thank you thomas that was very nice um what else we got Ooh, here's a here's a nice one from christy long time listener long time writer um i had a feeling our disney chat would uh would uh, summon her, from, her <laughs> from from the depths of her cauldron. Yeah, um. and here we go. This is good. I read this. This is good. Uh, this has nothing to do with Futurama, but Greg talked about mixing up Cruella and Madame Medusa in the last episode. I had to drop this fun fact. Original plans for the rescuers had Cruella returning as the villain, with the plot revolving around Cruella stealing animals from a zoo. Bad idea. (laughs) That idea was dropped pretty early on, but Medusa's supervising animator, Milt Kahl, allegedly made Madame Medusa a terrible driver in reference to this initial story idea, matching out Cruella is also a terrible driver. Not only that, but Cruella and Medusa also drive similar vehicles, though that might be less a character choice, more Disney reusing assets, as we've seen Uh, Cruella's car was a three-dimensional cardboard model that they filmed slash rotoscoped into the movie. That's cool. I imagine they used the same trick for Medusa as well. Basically, this is my long-winded way of saying it makes complete sense that, uh, we, Greg, confuse these two characters, although Miltkal uh, definitely, or sorry, deliberately gave Medusa some features opposite to Cruella. Cruella has a sharp chin, Medusa has no chin, Cruella has a shorter nose, Medusa has a longer one, etc., um also alan if you ever want to learn more about and i'm i'm sharing this with everyone (laughs) if you ever want to learn more about disney's use of rotoscoping uh slash photostats former disney animator andreas deja Deja, uh, i don't know how to pronounce it has some really nice examples up on his blog uh in general his blog is a really nice source for disney animation info if that's your jam um so just search uh andreas a-n-d-r-e-a-s deja d-e-j-a uh uh blog spot if you want to look at those as well. In conclusion, I agree that I agree that Jafar fucks and also you guys should watch Twisted, the Untold Story of a Royal Vizier on YouTube if you haven't already. <laughs> um, and I have not watched that yet, but it sounds great. <laughs> um, Jafar does indeed fuck. Yes, he does. Uh, we all know it. Um thank you, Christy. Love Disney facts. Uh Christy, I'm sure we mentioned before, makes wonderful uh, replicas and recreations of Disney props and things. Um, you can uh, find her. At Christy makes things. I think is her blog. Ko makes things. Ko makes things. Yeah. So so look that up if you want to see. Uh, she just did like the uh, the Gaston um, big painting that he has like hanging above him, um, and it's it looks so good. Like That's she's amazing. she's she's amazing at, at doing those things, and I I love following her her projects that come up every so often. Uh, finally, last one for this mailbag from Jamie. Uh, hello, Alan and Greg from Saskatoon,
1: SK. Speaking of abbreviations, what's that's that one, an easy Greg? one. It's, uh, Saskatoon, <laughs> Saskatoon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's an easy
0: one because it's also the city's also the the name of the province, not the capital though. No, <laughs> no, that's Regina. <laughs> Regina Saskatoon, our favorite co- or favorite place. <laughs> it's our favorite country. No, you're right. <laughs> oh my God. What is happening? Uh, I'm a big fan of yours and have been slowly working, uh, working my way through your episodes. I was introduced when Real Jim's appeared on the Cartwright family. And as a huge Simpsons fan, I was hooked almost instantly so far. I've also enjoyed your Futurama discussion, listening to the second episode as I write this. And I'm working on your Simpsons season five episodes, in, in my opinion, the best season of the show. Mm-hmm. And I've laughed so hard at your banter and the various Simpsons quotes and references you make. I hope you still take requests from fans to guests on your show. I'd like to throw my hat in for season two, and then listed a bunch of <laughs> episodes. Um, but regardless, keep up the good work and look forward to more episodes. Cheers, Jamie. Uh, you know we'll be in. We'll be in touch. We'll. Uh, we've mentioned this before. We've. It's been a long time since we've actually like had uh, guests that we don't know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term. On. Yeah. Um, but it's something we're we're open to the idea of. But uh, lately, it's just because of technology and because of doing it over Zoom and things like that. Uh, we're doing our best to just
1: do in person records yeah. as much as we can. Because I don't know if it's like apparent, but I hate Zoom. <laughs> yes, Greg. Greg does not have fun doing ha- those records. I hate
0: video chats. Yeah, I hate. I mean, having to deal with the, the internet them. stuff too, like if yeah. the internet cuts out, it messes things up. For those that listen to our episode with James, you yeah. know, like we, we were having great conversation and then suddenly it's like, and
1: it's like, uh, not for the next one though. <laughs> the next time James is on, we oh, yeah. know where he's going to be, be right here, he's baby. He's going to be here. He's going to be there. We have a chair <laughs> for him and it's been there since the last episode of What Went Wrong. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: But all this to say, uh, we appreciate uh, the message uh, uh, from Jamie. And uh, just so you know, I I I haven't told Greg this, but (laughs) but I've considered uh, maybe doing some kind of like phone in thing, uh, where fans can phone in and give us like some thoughts or some ideas, you know, so we can pepper
1: those in. You want you want to start a hotline? Yeah, one eight hundred, Allen. One eight hundred (laughs) Doctorb. See if it's available. We should see if it's
0: available. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Um, but uh, just because I've heard other podcasts do this, obviously, yeah, uh, of, of, you know, of the other eight, and uh, uh, oh, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, oh.
1: there is another one. It's how did this get made? Oh yes, that's the other yes, one. Yes. So you, com- if you combine ours, right, that's the tenth one. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, but yeah, and it is, oftentimes it's 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 nice because then you do get to have some fans. Make their voice heard in that yeah. sense, but uh, it's just uh it's it, like I said, it's less having to rely on the the crummy internet. Aspect we could get a it.
1: burner phone.
0: Hell yeah, <laughs> and just have that. There's got to be some internet way to do this, you know? Yeah, but I would like a burner. Okay, phone. Greg just wants a burner phone because <laughs> he's also a drug lord. I'm sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new thing. <laughs> anyway thank you Jamie uh and uh we're also gonna assume Jamie's the only listener from Saskatoon S- Saskatoon yeah uh, <laughs> so, so if you're also in uh the great province of
1: Saskatoon why didn't they make that the capital yeah it, it seems like seems an obvious really obvious yeah you know Quebec City' is the capital of Quebec yeah Saskatoon should be the capital of Saskatoon I I mean also like why why are
0: so many places capitals like dumb cities like Regina. like (laughs) i was thinking edmonton (laughs) oh edmonton right
1: yeah the the dumbest of them all (laughs) calgary's bigger baby uh uh, a city that really needs two coats of paint
0: (laughs) um but i mean i do uh, all jokes aside i do find it fascinating the cities that are chosen as capitals for the states especially oh yeah the states are weird um and i'm sure there's probably really interesting history behind each one. And they're probably all racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When <laughs> you're looking at American history, err on the side of, it's probably steeped in racism. Yeah. Why did they do that? Nah, racism. It's further away from
1: black people. That's why. <laughs> then you look at this Canada. This place allowed us to have slaves still. Yeah. And if you look at Canada, it's the same thing, but like this one, we got to drive natives out of their right. land. Yeah. Yeah. They that's re- <laughs> it, it, where Quebec City is like, is like oh, they really liked this land, so we're going to make we're it gonna, our capital. Yeah, we're going to take it. We're yeah. going to call it something different. It's Quebec now. Yeah, it's Quebec now. Yeah, Quebec. Now. Um,
0: yeah for the... <laughs> canada's also steeped in racism uh yeah.
1: the world is yeah it's, um, a, it's a it's a different shade yeah it's a different it's a different kind and and they're they're just a little less uh or
0: they're a little uh, more like they, they try to hide it more yeah whereas yeah. a lot
1: of the states is just like yeah we did that so yeah. what and it's in a way i find it a little more sinister that way yeah 100%. Um, so, don't think that Canada's a bunch of nice people. That's no. a stereotype that we have it's, coasted on for too long. That's right. It's a it's a harsh, wrong stereotype. It's a mineral We're mine assholes. It's <laughs> a mineral mine for for mining corporations. That's what we are. <laughs> Did you know that? Uh, I mean, no. That's just what we are. Anyway, Futurama. This episode is about a mineral mine. <laughs> that the democratic order of planets mind dry and uh the planet is collapsing that's right and they have to go save it uh this is uh love's labor's lost in
0: space the fourth episode of season one written by brian kelly directed by brian sheasley um whether or not that's just a pseudonym for the same person i don't know but i love that it's double brian um original air date april 13th 1999 which fun fact they also mentioned the episode is the uh star date that's right April, uh, start date April 13th. Point and, two Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, so obviously this episode takes place exactly a thousand and one years in the future. Yeah. Very cool. Futurama. Yeah. Um, but this episode is, of course, the introduction of two very important characters and one very, uh, <laughs> sad character. I <laughs> know uh, Kiff's also very important, but, uh, Um, Primarily Zap Brannigan and Nibbler Both introduced in this episode Nibbler just as kind of a A side thing that you know Is just like oh like a nice little pet
1: Yeah this isn't going to be uh, important But for
0: those who know Futurama know that he's very important And that will become clear as we go on Uh, If you're watching Futurama For the first time That's not a spoiler that's just a fact Nibbler's great (laughs) you're going to love him Nibbler's great he's one of my faves Um, I'm sure you know this Greg but do you know who voices Nibbler? Is it Maurice Lamarche? No. No. Think of someone else I really like. It, oh, is it um the Welker? Is it Welker? <laughs> yeah, it's Frank Welker. <laughs> <laughs> i could see the the gears turning trying to figure out this dumb name
1: uh <laughs> does he does he voice a speaking voice too he sure does oh, that's fun that's one
0: of my favorite things about nibbler is that yes he uh frank Welker does both the animal noises and the speaking voice once they and it's one of the rare times where frank Welker does just a normal voice obviously fred from scooby-doo is the other main one and um, of course horror from the page master <laughs> of course weird things you you glom onto (laughs) it's like master of voices his career has spanned thousands of programs and like decades and greg's main takeaway is he's horror from the page master you guys remember the page
1: master of course you don't no no one does except for greg it's bad (laughs) It stars Macaulay Culkin, Christopher Lloyd, and Ed Begley Jr.
0: <laughs> Wait, who's Ed Begley Jr.?
1: You don't know who Ed Begley no, Jr. No, no, like is? in, in Pagemaster. Oh, he's his dad. He's his dad, okay. Yeah. He's not, because it's
0: Whoopi Goldberg. Um, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart and Frank Walker are yeah. the, three, the three
1: book friends. Yeah, and yeah. Leonard Nimoy as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't remember a thing about that movie. Uh, As I watch it when it came out, and that's it. The only thing you have to remember is that it's great.
0: Okay, you know what? Maybe we'll do it for our Patreon. <laughs> that's that'd be fun. Like- It'd be fun to do like maybe a trilogy or like whatever of like uh, movies that were designed to launch like a new
1: franchise, or you know, not even a franchise, but just like. Yeah, I don't I, Or movies will workshop the title. May, maybe like because I know the Page Master like because I loved the Page Master as a kid and I know going back I will hate it. Mm. Maybe the theme is movies we like favorites that did not age well. Yes.
0: Um yeah, Fern Gully. Oh, good one! Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. That one. <laughs> Although there's some there's some moments in front there of are some no mo- nah, 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 nah. I'm thinking toxic love. That's I love also that great. Song, yeah, Tim Curry's singing about killing the environment. Yeah, he's a lot. He's great.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to yeah to find some movies like that. Maybe just we'll just start doing those. We'll pepper those in. Maybe instead of doing like a trilogy on them, we'll just be like, here's
1: another. Fan or kid favorite? That's probably bad. <laughs> that's a good series. Yeah, yeah. We might um, we might be able to do that in the um, in the interims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have three trilogies that we've we we sure do. Yeah, we got we got content lined up. This for is months. what happens when the fans are like it's like almost a three way tie. <laughs> that's right. I love it. I only put I put my finger on the scale and it did not move. <laughs> I voted for the Nick Cage franchise. Yeah, and it's still <laughs> lost.
0: <laughs> Greg's trying to skew the results, uh, which is why I was demanding to stop the count. Um, so <laughs>
1: we were talking about Love's Labor's Austin Space. Uh, Zap Brannigan. Of the introduction course. of Zap Brannigan, um, who you can, I, I didn't realize how um, obvious this is right off the bat. As soon as you see him, and as soon as he talks, you're like, "Yeah, this is a Phil Hartman character. This would be a it's this yeah. is a perfect role for Phil Hartman." It's like voice.
0: it's like what if we had Phil Car- Phil Hartman <laughs> Phil Hartman play Captain Kirk? Yes, right. That's you. It's so obvious. It's like brilliant. The the, the clear uh, homage to Captain Kirk and the fact that it's it's. Yeah, it's Hartman's character. Um, Now, this is not trying to diminish Billy West's uh, performance as Zap. I think he's he's awesome. He's
1: fantastic. This is one of the... It's just a sad thing that Hartman couldn't do it. It's it's one of my favorite... Moments of uh, of Billy West so far is the oh god, oh god, no, (laughs) his complete breakdown, yeah, is like it's so funny. It's so funny. I mean, well, let's talk Zap.
0: Let's before we dive into the episode proper, but I uh, because I love Zap, he's one of my favorite characters on the show, the Zapper, Um, the Zapper, uh, (laughs) and I think the way they introduce him is so brilliant because they, they do this setup of you know, Lila's lonely, wants a date. And we introduce him as a Captain Kirk, which, again, traditionally, if you know Star Trek, is a ladies' man. He's very charming. Yeah, he likes to kiss. He likes to kiss. <laughs> do, do other things. Um, Not in TOS, though. No. No?
1: No, he just kisses. He just kisses. Yeah. Well,
0: on screen. On screen, yeah.
1: Off screen, you know he's fucking. Or when they fade to black. <laughs> you know what's happening in the darkness. <laughs>
0: i mean they introduce a son an unknown son in the movies you know it's hell yeah because he fucks too much he fucks too much yeah he doesn't know where his sons are in the universe nah man um david
1: yeah <laughs> david? i got i got seven gets, i got seven stabbed, stabbed by a dude. klingon yeah behind a bush it's yeah. weird <laughs> and everyone's fine with it well kirk's a little man yeah he's angry he kills the guy he does kill the guy yeah and he gets over it pretty quick I mean, it takes him a whole movie. It does take him a whole movie.
0: I mean, a whole voyage home. I mean, the the next movies. There's like, I don't think there's even a mention of David. There might be
1: in Voyage Home. Uh, yeah, there is absolutely there? is, and what? it's a key plot point in Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Right, where they have the captain's log, and it's very incriminating because he says, "I've never trusted Klingons. I've never will. Right, and I'll never forgive them for the death of my boy. They killed my son, you Klingon bastards." You. Klingon bastard! You
0: killed my son. It's great, right? Because he when does, does he die in the third one? Search for Spock. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So yeah, okay. I understand. I see. Voyage Home, yes.
1: Um, but Final <laughs> Frontier. No, we don't mention. <laughs> Talk about him. I don't even. I've i I've only seen Final Frontier once, and <laughs> I've seen all five of the other ones, maybe five or six <laughs> times each. I mean, it's uh, it's the very clear
0: <laughs> it's the nadir of- shit it's so- shit spot <laughs> yeah. in that franchise. It's As me. someone who just watched all six for the first time, yeah. I was like, "This is
1: trash." <laughs> it's So clearly, why are they talking to God? <laughs> it's so clearly trash. Why is God? And then six is man. so good. Like, yeah. I loved six. Anyway, yeah, um, six is great a fun little scooby-doo mystery in space. that's right
0: <laughs> but they so they introduce that brand again as a clear uh homage to captain kirk and also as a love interest for leela and Hell she's yeah. smitten right you know because his reputation is so good and um <laughs> and then i i just love the fact that they do uh like the the kind of progression of his character right where it's it's like oh he's this like Captain, the celebrated Captain Lothario, whatever. But then it's like, oh, he's kind of an arrogant guy, and he doesn't want to help save this planet because of Brannigan's Law, which is also like a clear reference to the Prime Directive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so he throws him in prison, and so now he's kind of a villain. Um, and then Leela has the the moment in, in in his court, in his love nest or whatever he calls it, um, the captain's love shack. That's right, and. And he has that moment where he breaks down, and you're like, oh, he's like, he's an arrogant jerk, but he's also clearly like, like horrible self esteem and like is a big baby. And then they sleep together. And what I will say is one of my least favorite sitcom tropes mm-hmm. is the like, wake up next to someone in a bed and scream. Like, what? What were you doing? Wh- the- did you Were you drugged? Cause that- that's not good. Yeah, but like, the- <laughs> but that's clearly not what happens. So it's yeah. just like, I mean they do it in Brooklyn nine nine as well. You um, should you should be aware of all the things you, you 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 Like the 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 time that it's done well and and this is a different thing, but like that they they easily could have done this is in Friends when uh Monica and Chandler wake up with each other for the first time. Um it could have been that. Uh huh. Right? But they don't do that. She's just hiding and then she's like, Do you like do you think 'cause Ross was in there, right? And she's like, Do you think he knew I was here? And you're like, oh, right, because they're two consenting adults who know that they slept together, and they're just trying to hide that fact from their friends. Yeah. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) They sure do, Greg. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, man, do I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. It's a good moment. I watched it live, baby. me too. And I was like, what? Yeah. Chandler and Monica that doesn't seem like a good pairing and then it was it was yeah it was really nice it was um, actually there's some nice things about friends there's you guys. some nice things yeah
1: <laughs> that's a good moment yeah. I would I would almost argue the entire London sojourn is a is fun that, is, yeah that arc, uh you know arguably removed from Ross being a dip yeah yeah but, but it, I mean it's correct for his character yes he's a, a yeah. dumb dumb yeah he's a very he's a big dumb dumb I hate him yeah me if anyone asks you who the worst friend is it's always Ross it's Ross even though uh there's a joke in even Futurama Sh- later Schwimmer plays him wonderfully oh yeah I no think, he does I good think, performance yeah. I think the performance is like uh, just a standout among there's
0: there's a I think it's in uh when aliens attack I think it's the first um episode with Lur and oh, Indigda oh, yeah. from Omicron Percy I eight <laughs> where they're watching Friends. And uh, Lur says, I do not understand. Why doesn't Ross, the largest friend, simply eat the other friends? <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very good. Um, but yeah, so Zap gets, you know, uh, they sleep together and then he becomes, he, he kind of reverts back to his like arrogant Captain Kirk persona. And, but also what I love about this is they start to really emphasize, uh, his design as like being like, he's got a little belly. He's got a little punch. He's not the like svelte perfect look captain that they introduce him as. And so they just, what I'm saying is the episode kind of peppers in all these like flaws of the character that just build the character almost perfectly in one episode Mm -hmm. and arguably in two acts because he's not in the first act. That's right. Um, And I think it's just a, it's just a really good example of how to create a very complex, interesting and funny character in one episode. Um, and, uh, they do it pretty well for the most part in the series in general, whenever they introduce someone new. Um, but Zap, I think is just a, a perfect example of how well the writers for the show can do that. And I love him. And having Kiff
1: as his little sidekick. I was going to say Kiff's status quo, like his, his baseline introduction where he is, is my favorite favorite thing i think it's one of my it's one of my favorite comedic tropes is the put upon assistant it's so funny
0: it it really is it's also like it's it you can draw comparisons to burns and smithers but the difference obviously is kiff is the opposite of in love with Zach. yep um
1: but he's contractually obligated to assist him in some way my closest and best friend have the boy, Have put, out the boy put out my good shorts? Formal shorts. <laughs> the boy, sir. You, you Kiff. <laughs> you put out my formal shorts. Uh, I love it. Um, his exasperated sighs do so much for this episode. Sir. And I've seen the episodes further along where he and Amy get together, mm-hmm. and I'm not as into Kiff when he's happy. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: I, I know exactly. Who he is um yeah like the comedy the the comedy that comes from kiff is at its best when he's exasperated put upon just trying to get by yeah and uh yeah the the stuff with amy uh once we get to that uh we'll talk about it but it does yeah it does kind of just like i don't know undercut
1: his character a little bit and uh i understand evolution of characters is a good thing but i do love this baseline
0: me too and i think he's great um uh, he is, of course, voiced by Maurice LaMarche, um,
1: and he's he's so good. So I want to just like I think the the Branigan stuff is the the meat of the episode. I do want to touch on our uh, Planet Express. Uh, employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see them going out for some recreational time. That's right. At the beginning, um, everyone gets lucky. Even Zoidberg hooks up with a lobster. Sure does. Which is or great. Eats it. Or eats it, whichever. <laughs> Either way, he's having a good night. Yeah, he's having a good time. Yeah. Even Fry. Yeah, Fry goes home with a 21st century chick. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. I I like that. We get to see the we get to see the professor doing his little uh, uh putters and murmurs at the beginning which is always always a treat for for me and for you i'm sure and we do get an example of just why people might start in the in the reality of the show start to hate zoidberg (laughs) Uh
0: uh-huh you know like his
1: like (laughs) like he knows what's like he's like what's wrong with the female and i can't remember what he exactly says but like it's Zoid, some Zoidberg, it's Zoidberg shit, medical, yeah, yeah, human jargon, and it's it's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing with this character, and I see where it's gonna lead, and I love it, yeah, I love where it's gonna lead, and it's just a nice little, you know, peppering of it, and this episode is kind of our first episode proper of what I would have imagined what the show would be. Mm. They're going on a mission, yep, and complications arise, yep, you know. First act, they do stuff, and they get a mission in there. Second act, they do their mission. Complications arise. Third act, they solve it. Zaps there. Yeah. He he puts them in jail. And just having the crew of the Planet Express going out into space somewhere is so great. The potential is literally limitless. And we get to meet one of the crew best animated uh spaceship designs.
0: Oh yeah. The Planet Express ship? No, the Nimbus. Oh, the Nimbus, yeah.
1: Yeah, the Nimbus is so cool. Yeah. It's such a it's it's so silly. <laughs> like it kind of looks like a street shark. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> a space shark. A
0: space shark, but um. a street shark specifically.
1: <laughs> That's
0: right. Um yeah, no, it's it's great. I love the yeah, just the the premise of the show. We've talked about it, but just They're delivery crews. They 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 have the sky's the limit. The universe is the limit, um, and they're they're really starting to to feed on that. Um, I mean, even just looking at the upcoming episodes, um, you know, they go to the robot planet next time. They go to the desert planet. Um, they go to robot hell. Uh, go on the Titanic. They go to Mars. Um, Omicron Persei Eight come to Earth. You know they mm-hmm. go to the storm factory. Like it's 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 great. Like just the variety of different ideas they can come up with and not relegating themselves to Earth is very smart. Yeah. Um, for a sci-fi show. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about um the <laughs> the Lila plot. I guess like okay. the the which is kind of the overarching plot. Yeah. Right? Like her struggling to find love. She's the main character of this episode. Yeah. And we get a cold open with her on a date.
1: Yeah. He's got a lizard He's tongue. He's got a lizard tongue and that's... A, that's it's a like deal breaker for her. Deal breaker. No, 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 no. Um,
0: cold open, though. Cold open, yeah. Uh, We don't get those too often, I yeah. don't think. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> it is... It is. It's. It felt weird. Yeah. A little, little odd. Yeah. Um. But I we we also like we haven't really had and i'm trying to remember when they like really start to go for it but we haven't really had a like the fry leela will they won't they oh yeah not at all yet, which i'm appreciative of because i like the idea because again talking about sitcoms in general like that kind of plot line is usually revolved around pilot episode two characters are clearly in love, but there's some compli or like in love. <laughs> clearly want to fuck. Uh and that's the one, yeah. yeah. And uh there's a complication that prevents them from doing so, and that's what our story will be for at least a season, maybe two,
1: maybe five, who, who knows? Do you, do you remember like because we've like I think Friends is maybe the most tropey sitcom maybe ever? it's up there and i think bec- but only because it was
0: it was really taking inspiration from so many other yeah. sitcoms that did those tropes like you know they do they take from uh, a, a sitcom that does one trope really specifically and so they take that and they take a different you know so they they mush them all together and it became a phenomenon yeah. it was for 10 years and uh especially like our generation and the the internet came about as the show was Getting more popularity so yes i do think it's one of the tr- most tropey shows but i think for a lot of very
1: specific reasons <laughs> yeah and yeah. they clearly worked yeah but in the first episode in the pilot episode like i just want to be married again yep. rachel runs in in the wedding dress right and i just want a million dollars uh, yeah chandler's the jokester yeah, expectantly yeah. and it's like that's a that's a funny joke yeah that's actually a yeah, that's a good. good that's a good line <laughs> well delivered by matthew perry that's right. Um, and then in the final moment of that episode, he's like, I just grabbed a spoon, right? Because he's like, man, I'll, I'll, let's go out sometime. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, okay, so the will they, won't they is established, like you say, right in the pilot mm-hmm. with no um, you know, build right. or foundation, which, okay. <laughs> but I, I I like that Fry and Leela aren't on equal footing, well, I just I like that they're Yet.
0: they're establishing a, a a relationship outside of romance. Yeah, initially. Yeah, you know, like even in in the pilot episode where they have that kind of nice moment where she takes her chip out, you know, like that's not predicated on the idea that oh, and they're gonna kiss soon. Yeah, right. And I like that they're that they're focusing on that and like you know who knows if they always had the idea to try and get them together. I imagine probably, um, but even if they didn't, like I just like that. Even in this episode, an episode about Leela looking for love, there's no, there's like, there's like a hint of it where Fry says, you, you like, don't, uh, <laughs> don't rule out people with a low IQ, essentially, where he's mm. like, maybe he's talking about himself, but, but it's not like a clear, like, oh, Leela, why won't you date me? Yeah. Like, let's go on a date. Why? Come on, Leela. You know, there's none it's of one that. one of the yet. reasons
1: why I'm really glad that he, like, hooks up at the beginning. Yeah. Which shows me that he's not a complete doof. No. No, I, I and I think that's what's uh interesting
0: about Fry's character too is that he I if memory serves he pulls. Like <laughs> 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 Like it's this isn't an, an anomaly, you know. They didn't make him the like the sad sack yeah, loser that's smart. who can't can't get a lady. Yeah. Um it's just that he's he <laughs>
1: I know that expression. It's just, and I don't, it's not like I don't hear it all the time, but I don't hear it often. And so, whatever I do, it tickles me just right. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> I mostly hear it from you. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the second time I've used it on the podcast. I yeah. made you laugh. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, like they could have easily made him um because I, I you know, I feel like. I feel like a lot of sitcoms that do the will they won't they I'm trying to think of some other examples aside from Ross and Rachel um but they they make the scrubs mi- right but but I am saying specifically uh characters that don't pull <laughs> right okay yeah 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 JD JD, does JD, JD pulls. out, out yeah. of the fucking thin air like I mean it's the it's the dumb that's the other that's the opposite end of the sitcom trope of like this this character sucks why do so many women sleep with him yeah JD sucks yeah um Elliot's but, uh, way too good for him. Absolutely, and uh, but Ross, like at the very least in this series, uh, act- at least while they're still doing the Ra- Ross and Rachel thing, is shown as being like pretty awkward, not great at talking to women, you know. Like, and so it's like there's at least some precedence of like why Rachel doesn't want to be with him right yeah, away, yeah, yeah. right? It's like you got to learn how to be confident, dude. <laughs> like, like don't be such a sad sack loser.
1: Yeah, I mean, she does beat him in one of the lowest moments of his life. That's true. Like, um, he he lost his wife to another woman. Yeah. And he doesn't feel good about it. He doesn't feel good about it. Even though he doesn't have control over that. No. And it's something that she's probably, like, they're both probably better off for. Absolutely. 100% they are. But he's, Um, but it's the 90s and he's not willing to make that concession right it's a, it's also the
0: the fun joke in the 90s of like did he turn her gay
1: oh right um, that's a whole thing yeah. isn't it yeah. yeah friends nails it sometimes and then there's that <laughs> <laughs> and there's some of that in this episode it's a little bit there's a little bit of panic in this episode oh yeah the gaydar yeah
0: yeah it's uh yeah and i, I was saying when i was watching it um i and- don't
1: think it gets into that it go it goes that far but it does walk cl- up to the line it,
0: it yeah and it's close to the the joke I didn't like in the simpsons of um uh oh what was the one where it, just the joke is
1: this person's gay right and like that's the whole joke and what makes it's this close one, to that this what makes this one just on the on almost the right side of the line is that that's not the joke the joke is that Bender has literal has a literal gay
0: and what I and i don't know if this is intentional but this is my read in 2021 what i kind of liked about it is the idea that hey everyone's a little bit gay <laughs> so, so his things working yeah and it's just it's just very
1: like yeah like of course that person has some gay tendencies also i i liked the uh, mention of a gay weather balloon as if yeah. like as if weather balloons have sexuality i think yeah, that's, absolutely. that's a <laughs> That's just funny to think of weather balloons hooking up.
0: That's right. Well, I mean, if it's a robot weather balloon. (laughs) Then they definitely do. We definitely know that, yeah. yeah. And um, that's the other thing about Futurama that starts to become more apparent is like everything that's like an electronic, you know, like device or Mm. whatever,
1: more or less has some kind of sentience. Well, electronic devices at their core, even now, are very sexual (laughs) with all these things going in and... Mm-hmm. To charge Right Gotta plug it in And pull it out
0: But the spend, difference is Spend
1: some time in your pocket And if you leave the light on It gets too hot That's
0: that's true <laughs> The main difference is Electronic devices You don't want to get wet That's Yeah you Gotta keep them dry Keep them dry baby <laughs> Put them in a bowl of rice
1: If you get them too wet Yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's silly
0: ah, that is silly we have fun um, <laughs> what else what, what else <laughs> <laughs> just gonna look up some news items and see <laughs> uh. but no um, of course you know what's funny while we are watching this because again it's been so long since I've watched the series and so some stuff comes back to me like really quickly and other things I'm like oh like like, what is this episode, or like not even what is, but like is this the episode that has blank mm. or uh when it appears? I'm like, oh, this is the episode with with that, um, and I'll be honest, I actually forgot that the same episode that zap appears in or gets introduced in is the episode that Nibbler gets introduced in, and so when they were talking about the Vergon Six at the beginning, I'm like, oh, was I wrong? Is this not Zap's episode? It's the Nibbler episode? you know, like i I didn't realize they're the same episode f- until we got to uh obviously once app appeared i was like okay so it is both of them because i knew nibbler was coming later um but uh yeah the vergon six plot for some reason in my head was like a whole episode (laughs) but really it's just like
1: the impetus to leave Mm -hmm. and then the conclusion that's one of the great things about futurama is that a lot of that is that that's usually the case like the actual mission is simple yeah when you think about it but the there's the the it's the complication it's stuff in between that arises, yeah. Yeah. you know? Like there's always they're good at that. They're good at mm-hmm. at making the complication a lot of the times not even uh related to the mission. Yeah. And I I just
0: I really like the I don't know, the Virgon 6 little subplot um with the, all the the fun little names of all the animals and stuff. Hermaph hermaf flamingo. The Herma flamingo,
1: the the windy shrimp <laughs> Um,
0: there's the purple fruit snake. The mimic horse or mimic something. Mimic horse, yeah. Um, <laughs> that part where he just <laughs> tosses the net onto Leela and she's just angry. <laughs> <laughs> fries a dum <dum-dum>. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I like
1: when he falls out of the cargo hold and falls through the earth. <laughs> Those are the crust of the planet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, and then we we figure out that nibbler uh d- not only enjoys eating other animals quite a bit,
1: but he's also celebrated pooper.
0: Uh huh. Poops dark poops matter. Dark matter.
1: <laughs> dark matter. This is something I wanted to talk about. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just gonna jump ahead to favorite tech. Okay, sure. Um, it's dark matter. Yeah. <laughs> in this case, I love a sci-fi. McGuffin thing mm-hmm. where I love the flux capacitor mm-hmm. I love the warp core mm-hmm. I uh I even like the hyperdrive in Star Wars Yeah it just it's like it is it fills the rule mm-hmm. it's the it's the spice in Dune you sure, know yeah, yeah, it yeah. fills the question how is this possible because of this thing that we in our time haven't discovered yet Something that's oh okay yeah like something
0: on a far off planet that's like a a, a, a mineral or an element that we've not discovered
1: yeah like it's it, almost like it's unobtainable you know yeah in Avatar it is it's it's very smartly called unobtainium uh just so you know so you know what it is yeah <laughs> it's good. Alan is. I don't know. I don't know what he's I just feeling can't right now. This
0: the biggest fucking movie in the world It's called Unobtainium. Like that's a that's a day one, right? Yeah, like it's, it feels like one. a placeholder. Yeah, like, know, we'll up. call it something better later. I'll come back to it. Yeah, and he never and he did. Forgot. He's like everyone. Day one of shooting, they're like, "It says I say something about Unobtainium here." He's like, "Oh fuck, yeah, right. Um, sure, yeah. Just, just say it. Just say, say it. it. And we might come back Whatever. for pickups later." I got a
1: lot of. A lot of things to deal with here yeah. on this set. Just say it. No one, no one else <laughs> says it except for you, Giovanni. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Giovanni Ribisi is the only person who actually says the word. I, I remember
0: him saying it. I honestly don't remember anyone else saying it. So
1: he's the one who says, who holds it and says, "Look at this. This is why we're here. Unobtainium. That's the line." <laughs> Very good movie. <laughs> Uh, you could call it dark matter, and it would be better.
0: 100%. It would
1: yeah. be better. It's a, it's a... Or like coaxium. Coaxium's good. They, is um, that solo? Uh, dilithium is what they call it. Dilithium crystals mm-hmm. in Star Trek. Rarium. And they also call it uh, matter-antimatter reaction. Can't get it, non. Can't
0: get it, non. Oh! Oh! <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, i wasn't sure if my mic turned off yeah no it did <laughs> and of course greg can only hear what the mic picks up that's right uh as his programming dictates mm-hmm. uh oh
1: that's gonna be another upgrade
0: <laughs> um right my ears don't work. <laughs> what a what a fun thing with the dark man I love the way they animated it as well with like how heavy it appears you know
1: I like that it's a perfect sphere mm-hmm. no matter how big or small it is it just like if it, it he poops it out and it's a perfect sphere yeah and things now- like that are cool I like the idea of a science fiction thing being the like the like the black monolith in Space Odyssey is a the like the perfectly smooth impossibly black um, perfectly angular rectangle uh this perfect sphere they even do the perfect sphere in uh jj Abrams' star trek with red matter right um and it's it's just cool it's a it's a neat sci-fi thing because you know nothing's really perfectly that it's it it
0: feels alien and i mean i, I was trying to look it up but i i can't remember if this is true or not but i think um the the way they use dark matter in Futurama is based on some like actual science because dark matter or like yes the it concept is it's of dark based matter. on
1: throwing coal into the engine of a train because right. that's what they do Bender tosses it into the engine no, and no. it's a it's just a fire engine it's just a burning engine and then it goes from empty to full yeah that's how engines work all right. That's your science setup,
0: <laughs> Right. Well, my favorite tech is the ship engine. It's <laughs> so
1: there. It's funny. It's good. I like that. It's a, that it's like this weird coal maybe engine. Maybe
0: it's in future episodes. There's something about dark matter where it's like, this is based in the concept of dark matter, which is something that is, is a real thing in the cosmos we don't have on earth. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of nerdy shit in the show. Yeah. And I don't know a lot of that nerdy shit, so my apologies, but I try to shout it out when I can.
1: It's the stuff that you find in uh, behind black holes, mm. is the dark matter. Scary. Yes. You ever been in a black hole? Once, mm. but it was in a movie.
0: Mm. Was it Contact? No, it was Interstellar. Oh. Yeah, same movie. <laughs>
1: kind of, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of hazing both. Um. Yeah, he is. <laughs> It's an unofficial sequel.
1: He plays the Jodie Foster role in Interstellar, though. He does. Yeah, I like both those movies. I do too. A lot. Um, I think I like Contact better. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: disagree. <laughs> but that's I, you fine. know, I I hate to say it, but the bookshelf <laughs> just kind of <laughs> just kind of, <laughs> kind of sours me. I like the bookshelf. I know, and a lot of people do, but I think like I think, it. I think it, it's, it's a little too literal. A little I think too it's.
1: I think it's sweet. I think it. I think yeah. yeah you know. Love is the only thing that transcends dimensions, Murph, and gravity. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: love and gravity. I just don't like the idea of like little tiny fathers behind my bookshelf. Yeah, like, like leaving me notes. Yeah, but you what's know? scary? That be
1: kind of nice.
0: No, mm. oh. well, her dad's nice. To her. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, in the podcast lore, I have a bad relationship with my father. Yes, <laughs> I bring it up whenever I can. Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> and whether that's true or not in real life, you'll it's up never to know. you to decide. Yeah, you'll never, listeners. Know. Uh, what else? What else? Favorite joke, man. Let's do it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, I also wanted to say that uh because I actually was <laughs> having trouble thinking a favorite tech for this because really it's just just the gaydar that's <laughs> like right. new tech as it were um but I do think we should like kind of expand that category to like favorite uh sci-fi concept
1: yeah I'm including like dark matter yeah. and that. and, and that's
0: why because like the again like the 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 animals on the on virgon six mm. I think like I, I really like windy shrimp for some mm. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
1: i love how powerful the
0: wind is it's It's crazy you can't get to them yeah um but yeah so like sci-fi aliens robots tech whatever that can be in that umbrella uh my favorite joke aside from everything Kif does um (laughs) is uh the the energy being uh of pure or the being of pure energy uh m5438 yeah um it just is like one day you will transcend your physical form and I hope on that day you pick up a phone and he floats away. I really like him. And fun fact is when they were recording that, I was Billy West doing the voice mm-hmm. and um he actually was able to create the kinda um otherworldly uh, essence to the voice. So that's like not compute that's just his voice doing what? doing it and when they were recording it they shut down the studio cuz they kept hearing it thinking it was like some uh interference in the audio equipment or something until they realized billy west was just doing it with his voice oh my god so listen to that that again uh and you and just listen to when that creature's talking and it's it's all billy west they didn't enhance it in any way
1: what a oh man
0: what a swiss army knife yeah that guy is <laughs> Good, good guy, great guy. I met him. Did I tell you that? No, you didn't. Did I tell you that, that story on this? Um, he was at Comic Expo and I, I had a little Fry figure that I got him to sign and I still have it and it was very nice. Joe DiMaggio was there as well, but I uh, wait, John DiMaggio, <laughs> John DiMaggio was there as well. Um, I was going to uh, say you bring some rookie cards?
1: <laughs> <laughs> also he was dunking uh, his donut. Uh, also a shovel? Because <laughs> oh. he's uh, dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: But no, John DiMaggio was there as well, but he was uh, like he was not present at the booth Mm -hmm. when I and I lined up and I was hoping he would return. By the time I got up to Billy West, but he did not. So I just got to meet Billy West, but he he was great. He was super nice, Um, and I don't know. It's just one of those things. I I always love meeting voice actors at these uh, comic expo things because. They seem way more appreciative of their fans than celebrities do. Sure, you know, and like, n- n- well, their faces aren't out there. Well, that's the thing. It and takes I think they effort. Just, yeah, they just realize, you know, like, like they 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 are touched by by people who who are fans of theirs. It it seems sincere. Yeah. Um, you know, not to say necessarily that celebs are insincere when they thank you their. You can fans. say that, but but I think more often than not, it's just it's not insincere necessarily. It's just more wrote and like thank you thank you because they got to get through so many people you know i met nathan fillion as well and it was just so just yeah just sheep sheep being herded yeah and then shook his hand took a photo and then goodbye and it was just like i'm not spending money on that ever again Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but billy west was very lovely and he let me take a photo with him and and i said he was he was one of my heroes and he was like oh thank you so much like he just like just his face like kind of just denoted very sincere thanks and it was nice that's great Uh, Billy West, good guy.
1: Come on the pod. (laughs) Um, My favorite joke Mm. is while they're all having the dinner, Mm -hmm. um, and he cheers to the men, and you hear, You suck. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're all. Right, because he's
0: saying he sent wave after wave of men to the kill bots. Because they had a kill kill cap. This is later. This is after. No, he, no, I'm explain... setting it up though. Okay. Because Go he ahead. says this story. Yeah. And then when he's when he's cheering, he's saying, "I'll send wave after wave of man <laughs> to help you." Isn't that right, men? Yes. You suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd think they're they ju- all so dejected. <laughs> yeah, you'd think he's... they'd just be like, Ugh. yeah. But they say nothing, and then one person just,
1: "You suck." <laughs> it's great.
0: It's so fun. Very funny.
1: And I, I, I love, uh, you know, telling a lot with very little. Mm-hmm. And the animation of everyone just staring at their meals dejected and having just two words <laughs> shouted back tells you everything you need to know about this man.
0: That's right. And uh it's very,
1: very efficient. And dupe. Dupe, dupe is great. Funny. Because if you flip it upside down, it's the same. It's still dupe. Yeah. <laughs> And backwards, it's pooed. <laughs> pooed.
0: <laughs> I Craig would like that. <laughs> um. Well, notable references. I didn't have a lot. I mean, the Kirk thing was the main thing I wanted to reference. Uh, of course, Zap being a Kirk amalgam um there's some star wars stuff like when they show the holograph of Ragon six it's mm-hmm. very much like the death star plans mm-hmm. um and then the uh the portrait of zap brannigan in his love nest is uh i guess very
1: similar kennedy to jfk's yeah. presidential portrait i just realized that yeah. now <laughs> i was like why does that look that oh right <laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> I love that. That's it great. certainly is. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, he's essentially Captain Kirk and JFK <laughs> and Phil he, Hartman. He wishes he was those. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> he he thinks of himself in those ways. Yes. Like yeah. Um, but yeah, we. I mean, we touched on it. Obviously, Phil Hartman was supposed to voice Zap unfortunately he passed away so they gave it to billy west but they kept the design of the character as uh, a clear phil hartman homage and uh yeah i mean we can't we can't celebrate hartman enough on this pod but very sad that he couldn't do do this show yeah it would have been a great addition and could again you, not taking just, away billy west no but just,
1: absolutely not because we both stand billy west he's a uh, He's phenomenal. I mean, like yeah. even if Billy West wasn't doing Zap Brannigan, this is the he'd, thing. He'd, he'd still, still be doing five other characters. Yeah, he would still main be characters the and MVP it, you know. of the series. Yeah. Without Absolutely. Zap. Absolutely. And it's just it another just, one known as resume. Yeah. It just makes me it it makes me sad. Yeah. Um but we have a, a great Billy West, another great Billy West performance. Uh to look forward to, like we yep. we he just keeps coming back and gets better and better.
0: Yeah, and it's it's interesting. This episode too, both Kiff and Zap have that like pilot energy with their voice vo- vocal performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually almost I think thought they it... get better as the episode as, goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. But the, their first appearance, uh, both of them, I'm like, oh, those voices are off a little bit. But then I think throughout the episode they find it, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. Great. Well, that's it. That is it how can people find us al uh, you can find us on the internet at bad neighbors pod Facebook Instagram Twitter uh, search for two bad neighbors uh, anywhere and you'll get both the Simpsons episode and us I think we're like third result now so oh cool <laughs> if you just search for two bad neighbors climb uh, we're climbing the ranks baby uh, email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com numerical 3 and subscribe to our patreon where we will soon be releasing our uh, Spinal Tap commentary Or yeah. it'll all be, already be released Fake hopefully. movie bands <laughs> Yes our first trilogy Fake movie bands Spinal Tap Josie and the Pussycats Scott Pilgrim And that is all for us Uh, Greg You know where we're going next week? I don't I'm going to A, a Bot Planet Oh great my people Fear of a Bot Planet Is the episode title Um, I'm going to try and announce these at the end every time so mm-hmm. people know I, again right now the order is pretty much the same anywhere but once we get to seasons 2, 3, and 4 the order goes all over the place uh, but yeah Fear of a Bot Planet is the next one and uh, it's more Bender centric cool so we'll get to learn more, a little bit more about Bender and his hatred for humans let's do it and in conclusion with, with my, my last breath I curse Zoidberg.
1: Zoid